Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for the week of August 21st. I'm Pete Werner, and this week, John Magi from Dreams Unlimited is going to tell us about some of the discounts and packages that were released last week. Kevin Close reports in on the new temporary buffet at the Tomorrowland Terrace in the Magic Kingdom. Corey Martin and Ricky Pearson tell us about their trip last week on board the Disney Wonder. And Bob Varley has found some good airline discounts on Southwest, as well as some hotel specials just for our listeners. And, of course, we'll have your responses to last week's Sound Off segment. And with that, we'll get started. And uh, as I said, last week was a very good week if you were looking for discounts. And John Magi from Dreams Unlimited is here to tell us uh, more about it. John, what do you have? We had some uh, really great codes come out this past week, some really great discounts. Um, I'm going to gloat right now. This is going to be my turn to gloat. Go ahead. I want everybody to go back two roundtables ago, two podcasts ago, and listen to what I said about discounts. I predicted then that the end of this year, the third quarter, the fourth quarter of this year, Disney was going to release some pretty good discounts because their attendance was off. And lo and behold, they have. Pretty much through December 23rd, if you're an annual pass holder, a Florida resident, um, or if you have some codes for the Magic Your Way package or Magic Your Way Plus Dining, you can find some really good discounts out there. Um, I won't go into details about what the codes are. You can find those on the Diz um, under our discount section, along with what the booking restrictions are, how when you have to book them by, and uh, what else is uh, restricted there as far as those bookings go. We'll make sure that uh, we have some links up on the uh, main podcast page for that, too. That'll be excellent. Um, and here comes my second gloat. Uh, I did some uh, number crunching when our codes came out, and our Dreams Unlimited Travel Agents have saved our current clients over $100,000 wow. in one day. $100,000. Is that unbelievable? These discounts were really, really great. Um, we get a little crazy because Disney releases all their discounts at once, which makes us nuts. But um, They release the Candlelight Processional packages on the same day. So our agents not only had to look for discounts for people, they had to book candlelight processional packages for their clients also. Yep. And, yep. As soon, and as soon as those discounts were released, we also got many requests for new packages and new quotes going out there. But I'm very proud of them. They did a great job. Um, on average, we're talking about about $500 per package for a package reservation. That's a, that's a terrific savings for people. So um, you can go out, and uh, like Pete said, we're going to put links to the discounts page to these codes. Or you can book with Dreams Unlimited Travel, and we'll apply those discounts to you automatically, uh, for you automatically if you book with us. Um, one thing I want to say is uh, people are often um, taken aback. Why would we do this? Because obviously we lose money if we if we save someone money on their reservation. And I got to tell you, our agents absolutely love it. They get so excited. They encourage each other. They congratulate each other when they're able to save somebody money. So it's really a cool thing for us. In addition to the new codes, uh, Disneyland has released their two seven, 2007 packages. Pretty much nothing uh, surprising about their 2007 packages versus 2006. Uh, again, they'll be up on the Diz, and you can check those out as well. I do want to let you know about a package discount for Disneyland. Disneyland is currently running a fourth night free promotion. Book four consecutive nights uh, at any Disneyland resort hotel. Disney's Paradise Pier, Disneyland Hotel, or the Grand Californian Resort and Spa, and the fourth night is free. And this is for travel through December 21st, 2006. Um, it's actually 
for travel from October 1st through December 17th, but you have to finish your travel by December 21st. So there's some really good discounts out there if you want to head to Disneyland as well. And uh, great resort, great resort out there. I love, love Disneyland. Paradise Pier, not my favorite hotel. Um, Disneyland Hotel I really like. Uh, the Grand Californian, I think, probably, arguably the best Disney has. Best hotel Disney has, I think. The the Grand Californian really is um, one of the more spectacular hotels among all the Disney hotels. And it's in that same craftsman style that goes along with the Wilderness Lodge and the Animal Kingdom Lodge to some extent. But what we love about the Grand California Resort is the entrance to the theme park right from inside the hotel. Right. Into California Adventure, yeah. It's unbelievable. Now, um, with the Magic Your Way package that they released last week, um, you know, we were talking a few weeks ago about the cost of tickets and um, how, how high the price is going. Do you think this new uh, this new package kind of mitigates some of that uh, mitigates some of that increase at least you know for the rest of the year? Well, you definitely see a tremendous savings for the rest of this year. Um, what Disney will decide to do for 2007 is anybody's guess. I assume that what we're seeing is we're seeing a pattern. We're seeing that uh, uh, prices are becoming so high that the only way they can fill their hotels is through discounts and specials. Personally, I think that's kind of silly. Make your price affordable to everybody. Let everybody go when they want to go. Let us not have to worry about codes and discounts, but that's the way it happens. One of the things we did find is if you're at all flexible, even by a day, or which resort you stay at, your savings can jump quite a bit. That's an excellent point. Um, We had some trouble with the uh, all-star resorts. We just couldn't get discounts at all-star resorts when they first came out. We're finding them now. But we found that by offering our clients um, a jump to a different level of resort, say go up to a moderate resort or to even to a deluxe resort, they actually found that they were spending less for better accommodations. So uh, Kevin's absolutely right. Adjusting it by a day either way, um, again, i, I got to say our, our agents are terrific. They love to do that. They love to go in there and find the nuances of, of how to book these reservations even to the point of if they have to book two reservations back-to-back in order to encompass the days and find the discount from Disney, they'll go to that extent to do it. So We've seen lots of emails that say things like, I can get you this level discount, but if you're willing to leave on Thursday instead of Friday, I can double it. So let's uh, keep our, our fingers crossed for more discounts and more savings, but for now, that's what you've got to look forward to. That's great. Thanks very much, John. Um, Kevin, uh, I asked uh, I asked you to go check out that new buffet that they've opened over at uh, the Tomorrowland Terrace in the Magic Kingdom. What did you think of it? I have to tell you, it was a complete surprise to us. I wasn't thrilled about the idea of visiting it. It didn't sound like something that would appeal to us, and it turns out that it did. We called up to make advanced dining reservations for this location, and they don't take them. This is strictly a walk-up situation. There's no way to plan in advance for it. So, with some hesitation, off we went. And it's in the uh, space occupied by the Tomorrowland Terrace Noodle Station. As we were standing outside waiting, we got to speak with a manager who explained to us that this restaurant is strictly temporary. This will not be here past the first week of October. What happened is, with the free dining plan, the advanced dining reservations for the Magic Kingdom filled up. And I have to give Disney credit. They, they reacted immediately. 
they jumped in and they gave people an alternative. It's uh, it's got its pros and its cons, but for the most part, we were surprised by the quality of the food. What kind of food uh, do they have? It's kind of a mishmash. It, there's some Asian-themed stuff to go along with the noodle station. One of the things that's uh, caught my eye was, first of all, the Tomorrowland Terrace is not air-conditioned. It's an open-air restaurant, and it is all facing the castle and the Magic Kingdom, all of the terraces. But there is no air conditioning in the, the building. So we it was a little warm, but the food that they're offering, to answer your question... There was a lot of um, cool food, a lot of things that were not heated. There were salads and things along that line. Uh, there's, it's a, got a vaguely Asian theme to it. But again, the food was really good. There were a couple of standout things. First of all, they offer a soup of the day. Now, on the night we were there, they were offering the beef barley soup, which is the soup they offer at Cinderella's table. It's that really wonderful soup they make with the drippings from the prime rib. So we thought that was really terrific. There's a cold salad station with your typical stuff, you know, toss salad, things like that. They did have a pasta salad, like a macaroni salad, which was made with cream cheese and bacon. Mm. And I have to tell you, it was quite tasty. Moving down a little bit, they had a couple of uh, Asian stir fries. There are vegetarian options, and there are uh, there are pasta options also. So there's something there for everybody. I have to be honest, we thought the pasta and the meatballs was just awful. Mm. But the uh, the stir fries were good. They had a chicken lo mein. And then after that, there was a place for kids. There was macaroni, uh, I'm sorry, excuse me. There was a macaroni and cheese. There were chicken fingers. And one of the things that we noticed is that the food that was served hot was actually hot. This is served, the buffet is set up right in front of the kitchen, so they're putting out small portions of things and turning the buffet over rather quickly. So there's not big, huge trays of things sitting out for hours on end. Uh, And there was a carving station. The carving station offered a beef. It was a tamarind beef loin. And I have to tell you, when I first heard about it, I thought it sounded awful. And it was absolutely wonderful. More um, to the point... It was, if you're using the dining plan, if you're on the Disney dining plan and you're in the Magic Kingdom and looking for a place to eat, we thought it was a great alternative. The other thing that we noticed was that the staff at this place was phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. We got to talking to a couple of them and found out that they're actually banquet folks who are not busy at this time of year, and they've been asked to man this restaurant. They loved the interaction. They said they were thrilled with the fact that people could take as long as they want. They're used to people having times uh, time frame at a, where right. everybody gets their food at the same time and everybody's done at the same time. They really enjoyed. They encouraged us to take our time. Now, something about the location itself, they are only using the top two levels of the terrace. The bottom level is still being used as a walkway between Main Street and Tomorrowland. So if you're planning on eating there and thinking that you're going to get to see the fireworks at all, it's really not possible. You can eat there and then walk down to the bottom level, but you wouldn't be able to see fireworks from the seats. The nice thing is we sat there late. Again, we went late, and we got to watch the uh, Spectro Magic Parade from our seat. So that was kind of nice. Now, again, the price for adults is $28.99, including tax and gratuity. For kids 3 to 9, it's $13.99. If you're hungry, it's 
okay. But if you're using the dining plan, I would certainly consider it. Great. Wonderful. Thanks very much, Kevin. You're welcome. Kevin, you also had some rumors to tell us about. I do. I have a follow-up on a rumor I gave you last week, which is we talked about the fact that they're replacing the personal amenities inside the rooms. They're doing away with the Mickey shampoo and the Mickey soap and those sorts of things. They're going to a product called H2O. And I told you if you were interested in previewing those products, you could go to www.h2oplus.com. Now, again, as I told you last week, I'm not selling these products. I'm strictly telling you what I've heard. Uh, you asked me if they they were still going to brand them the same, and I understand that no, they're not. The Mickey shampoo and the Mickey soaps. And I'm afraid Mickey, that's going to cause a riot. That will probably, yeah, that that's not going to be received well. I understand that that's going to be going. So that's, that's an update on that rumor. Uh, another thing that I understand is that very soon all of Wide World of Sports will be a Wi-Fi spot. You'll have wireless Internet anywhere in Wide World of Sports. Now, I, I don't know that this is... <laughs> wow. Yeah, I don't know that this makes a great deal of um, difference to anybody, but you will be able to use your wireless Internet at Wide World of Sports. So you oh, can boy. wide waste of space. In the wide waste of space. You, you can post on the biz. You could. From, the wide from a baseball game. My last rumor... There's been some speculation before. This is not an entirely new rumor, but I have a little bit of detail on it. It's my understanding that during spring of 07, uh, Space Mountain is going down for a rehab, an extended rehab. I understand that the new name is going to be called Rockin' Space Mountain. There's going to be a new soundtrack. There's going to be new lighting. There's going to be new cars. I understand it's getting the full rehab. I have not heard that it's getting a new track I understand that the track will be the same, but everything else is going to be modernized. I've been asked if this is going to be similar to the ride in Paris, and no, I don't believe so. Uh, the ride in Paris uses the linear induction method and shoots you into Space Mountain from outside the building. I have a feeling this is going to be more along Disneyland's rehab recently. However, Disneyland's Space Mountain was down for two years. Right. I- I'm not saying that that's going to be the case here. Let's hope not. But... That's what I hear. Rockin' Space Mountain. That's right. really exciting. That is. That is exciting. But I don't know about the name, Rockin' Space yeah. Mountain. Well, we're going to rockin' everything. Cheese Factory's we're a, a, a rockin high alert. Small world. <laughs> rockin' Small World. Rockin' Small World. He said Cheese Factory's on high alert. Great, Kevin. Thanks very much for that. And thanks for the uh, uh, for the review on the uh, new buffet at the Magic Kingdom. We appreciate it. And Bob Barley has some uh, some discounts to tell us about, some uh, some specials on Southwest and a couple of hotel specials. Bob, what do you have this week? Yeah, I got a Southwest discount that came over uh, this week. It's for Florida, uh, people traveling to Florida, and it's travel between Florida and select cities from $49 to $89 one way. Wow. And I thought it was uh, it's with 14-day advance purchase. Mm-hmm. You have to book it by August 31st for travel August 22nd through October 1st of 2006. So there's a lot of great deals out there for different cities. Uh, $69. So between the the Magic Your Way package uh, that that got released through the end of the year and and some specials on Southwest, if you're... If you're able to travel in September, that's uh, that, that's pretty good. Yeah, a couple of the cities I'll just mention: Albany, New York, fifty-nine dollars; Baltimore, Washington, fifty-nine dollars; Chicago, one way, sixty-nine dollars. Wow! So those are really good rates. They're very good rates. 
So you can save some money there and then, you know, hook it in with the other discounts. And yeah, Southwest always has great great deals on, on flights. Yeah, I subscribe to the Southwest uh, website, and they send me the deals every week. And usually it's comes in Tuesday evening, mm-hmm. and it, they usually start booking on Wednesday. That Typically, that's what is in the airline industry. They release them on Tuesdays. So if you stay up late Tuesday night and try to book your airline ticket right after midnight, the computer's clear, and you can get some really good deals by doing that. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, the availability comes back in, and that's that's the day they pick is Tuesday night into Wednesday. Oh, cool. Now, what about uh, hotel-wise? I know you've got a couple of podcast specials for us. Pete, I've been digging for our podcast listeners, and I have a discount with the Radisson Resort Orlando Celebrations. And what it is, it's, it's a complimentary upgrade to a sleep number bedroom from a, a standard room for dates between September 30th and December 22nd. And the only requirement is you have to book it by September 10th. We're going to offer a link on the podcast site that people can go to, and it will automatically take them into that right. discount. So that's an upgrade from a standard room to a, uh, a, sleep, a, a room with a sleep, a sleep number bed? Correct. That's a $10 value. And that's uh, that's Radisson's uh, that's Radisson's hook where Weston has the uh, the heaven Weston heavenly has the, bed. the heavenly beds. Uh, Radisson uses the uh, the sleep number beds. Yeah, they just went and converted the hotel to that sleep number bed, so they're really high on that. Okay, and uh, something else at Vistana. At the Sheridan Vistana Resort, I have a discount that's a free upgrade from a one bedroom unit to a two-bedroom unit. The dates are August 27th through September 30th. You book that, and you'll get an automatic upgrade by just putting in the special request area. Uh, free upgrade, please. Some of the rates that we're looking at, September 4th through the end of September, you book a one-bedroom, and you get the two-bedroom. The one-bedroom is $120 a night. The two bedrooms value is one fifty seven, so you're saving thirty seven dollars a night. Mm-hmm. Also, you have sept- uh, August twenty seventh through the thirty first. It's a little higher for the one bedroom. It's one hundred forty two for the one bedroom, but you get upgraded to the two bedroom, which is one hundred and eighty dollars, which is thirty eight dollars value. Okay. So you just need to put in the special request area, free upgrade. And you'll you'll get the free upgrade. Okay, great. Well, thanks very much, Bob. And uh, next up, uh, Corey and Ricky are going to tell us about their uh, their their trip on the Disney Wonder last week. Oh yeah. Uh, you guys, uh, I take you guys had a good time. We yeah. had a wonderful time. Yeah, we did. Uh, the cruise is wonderful as usual. Yeah. I got I got to tell you, uh, my wife and I we've we've only been on the the Disney cruise ship, so so I'm a bit partial. Um, I think she's a bit more more than I am. We, we're actually doing a family cruise next summer on the Carnival Cruise Line, and I think I'm going to be dragging her, kicking and screaming the whole way. <laughs> Maybe not kicking, but uh, we're going to try it. See, we don't gamble. Some casino is not really a big thing to us. We don't have kids yet, so I don't mind kids yet. Uh, our first day, we actually um, we got on the ship. We, we had to make 
some Palo changes. We a few days before we cruise, we the only available Palo reservation was at six thirty the first day. That, that's a bit early, uh, especially the first day, considering the sailaway party ends a little bit after five. So we went in wave bands, changed that till eight thirty. That was more our speed, more our style. It's, it's tough to get dressed, all dressed up and spiffed up when you when it's daylight outside. Exactly. So that was great. Um, Palo, the food service, wonderful as usual. Always Cecilia. great. Cecilia was a wonderful waitress. Cecilia. And now, for uh, for those who are not familiar, Palo is the uh, adults-only restaurant that's on board the uh, uh, the two Disney ships, the Magic and the Wonder, and that's uh, the restaurant that these guys are talking about. Yeah, you actually have to give up one of your nights at uh, your dining rotation. That night, we gave up Parrot, Parrot Key instead, so we, we didn't have that to eat at, but... Uh, it was great. It was great. The uh, little little rocky, little rocky on the way to Nassau. Apollo's not the place you want to be if the if the boat's rocking. I know your uh, Ricky's date, Amy. She she must have had about a whole box of uh, dramamine patches behind her ear, and <laughs> she that still didn't help. No, not at all. <laughs> Cecilia was giving her ginger ale and Sprite, and she actually had to go back to the cabin uh, before the dinner was over because uh, the boat was rocking a little too much. Yeah, Apollo's located in the back of the ship, so you tend to feel uh, any motion in the ship whatsoever. You really feel back there. I know I've. I've been in Palo a couple of times when uh, when when the seas were rough. We had twenty foot swells, and I remember about, that. you were, you were on that, that cruise with me. We were lucky; we sat almost in the center, so it, it kind of minimized it. But it was still bad. It was still pretty bad. Yeah. We were sitting right next to the window. Yeah, and if you're feeling nauseous, a lot of people think you're drinking water is going to help. And you know, my wife found out the hard way uh, when we did the magic just over three months ago. You drink something carbonated. Water just sits in your stomach. doesn't help out at all. Yeah. So that was, I think the ginger ale helped her out, even though she had to cut yeah. her dinner short. She did. She um, did. I, I had a chance. I'm sorry. I was going to say I finished her dinner. Yeah, we also did the, the cabaret show. Since we moved our reservation back to 830, we had some time to, to catch the early show. We did the family show in the, the Walt Disney Theater. Uh, the comedian Taylor Mason, he was kind of a mix between Dana Carvey and Dane Cook. Yeah, throw, throw in some puppets. Uh, and, and that was the show. I mean, it, it was he was hilarious. Now, was he there was. An, uh, an adult version of the show? And a well, the, well, there was, there, there was, and we we, we we caught that later later on. That was at Wave Bands after we were finished eating. We we did the adult show, and right. and I gotta tell you, if if you're gonna do these shows and you don't want to get picked on or you don't want to uh, do not sit in the front, do not sit in the front. <laughs> you, 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 yeah. you have a target right on your head to, um, to get yeah, picked apparently, on. Apparently, apparently, Ricky was, was the one with the target on his head. Yes, Ricky from the Diz was the target exactly, yeah, right, and. And the puppets were, you were the punchline for the puppets. Yeah, the puppets were definitely targeted on me, which it was all in good fun. I had a blast right. with him. Yeah, and speaking of entertainment, you know, the, the entertainment that I find on, on the Disney cruise ships uh, can be a bit repetitive if, if you've been on multiple times, especially with, the you know, 70s Night, the Gloria Gaynor and John Travolta and all that stuff. But it's still hilarious. It with, with every With every cruise, uh, there's, a, there's a whole new set of people, unsuspecting mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. people. And, and I think... They do a really good job in hyping everybody up during these shows. I mean, for like the 70s shows, what they're doing is just they have cast members or crew members running around, getting everybody pumped up, uh, grabbing people from their chairs to dance, whether they want to or not. But they really, really make it a point to get people up and, and dancing and into the mood. It didn't seem like they, they had to, to try too hard with you. We have a we have a, a, a picture we're going to put up on the uh, podcast main page of uh, of Disco Ricky. Oh man, um, oh that, man. Uh, that everyone everyone should enjoy. It's just it's too good a picture. Uh, he, he had a big afro on, and he had the he had the whole get up the jacket. Yeah, he looked good. He looked good. Uh, that was awesome. Ricky's just grooving. Ricky. They, Disco Ricky. Disco Ricky. There's actually a new singing group on the 
on the Wonder. That I mean, this was their first cruise. I mean, they did an incredible, an incredible job. They're called Entwine. They're from the Philippines. Now, I was talking to the um, assistant cruise director, Clayton. A lot of people might know him as Hollywood from the Magic when he was the activities coordinator. And he was telling me that this was the first time Disney Cruise Line has gone outside of the U.S. to find their uh, their singing talent. And, and they did an incredible job in Twine. So if anybody's going on the Wonder um, in the next month, or I don't know how long they're going to be um, on the ship, but it can't miss them. They, they, they are excellent. Yeah, and uh, we also have, you guys got some uh, some video of yeah, them performing, and uh, we're going to include that in some of the video we we put on the site from uh, from your trip. So, yeah, yeah. And also the uh, second second day, we this was new for me that we stayed at Nassau until two a.m. in the morning. Um, when I saw that on the on the navigator, I'm like two a.m. This is incredible. They they actually do this for the for the crew. If the crew gets a, a great approval rating, they they do this for them so they can get off the ship. Um, kind of kind of let loose a little bit and that that was really really cool they they all had a now if you haven't been on a cruise before um the reason the ship being in port till 2 a.m is so unusual is because normally depending on the port um you're going to be out of there by anywhere from you might be there as late as maybe 8 or 9 p.m or leaving as early as uh, 5 or 6 p.m depending on, on on what port you're in and where you have to go next so, um, you know, that's, that's one of the more frustrating things sometimes when you're in some of these ports and you want to stay out late and you want to do some more, but you've got to be back on that ship at 4 o'clock. That's, uh, as in, in particular, St. Thomas on the seven-night cruise. That's really uh, – if you, I, I like going out to St. John uh, on the seven-night cruise. You've got to really rush back to that ship to be on it by 4, but it's got a long trip to make from, from, the, uh, from St. Thomas to Castaway Key. So. Yeah, well, yeah. this was all aboard at 2 a.m., so, I mean, everybody could have stayed in Nassau. I mean, not really a place you want to kind of go exploring at, yeah. you know, 1.30 in the morning. But Certainly. It, but this is something they do for the crew? This is, a, is, is something they do for the crew. Um, you, you never really get a notice. They actually only find out about a week before it happens. You know, thank you guys. You, you had an awesome approval rating um, from the guest on the ship. This is what we're going to do for you. And on at Nassau, there's a bar. I'm not going to say the name of it because everybody's going to be going there. Uh, it's bamboo. <laughs> but you can't go there anyway because they, they shut it down only for the Disney Cruise Line uh, crew. And you need right. to show a, a Disney ID to get in. So that's where they that's where they all go and party that night. We were all giving them a hard time the next yeah. day because we knew where yeah. they were. And so we're, oh, messing with, we're messing with our servers. Like, oh, how was Bamboo? Huh? How was Bamboo? But I think it's a little redundant because, I mean, they have a bar on the cruise that's just for crew members. In the crew bar. In the crew bar, exactly. So their incentive is to go and be able to experience NASA to go to a bar, but again, only to hang out with the people and the crew. So you're not really interacting with other people. You're interacting with the same people that you're going to be interacting with on the crew bar. And they said mm-hmm. the drinks are far more expensive, but... um. Yeah. In Nassau. In Nassau. So anyway, but it, it is it is a uh, it's a good it's a good reward for them. And it was it is. Now, now Corey, you were on the um, you were on the Magic at the uh, the end of April. Yeah. And uh, what would you say the diff- what, what difference did you did you find between the four the four night and the seven night? Well, I mean, mainly with the with the two ships, the uh, the difference there's on the Magic there's a huge screen. It's called a Dumbotron screen. It's at mm-hmm. the family pool, the Goofy pool, and and this is. I really miss that on the Wonder. I know it's the Wonder is going to get it shortly um, after it goes into dry dock and they do a little bit of refurbishments to the ship. They're going to get this Dumbotron screen also. Now I really miss that around the deck parties, the sail away party and the uh, the pirates party that they have at night. I miss that screen because they you can really see a lot. 
you can see a lot of what's happening on the stage. You can see a lot of what's happening in the crowd. Um, no matter where you are, you don't have to be right up on the uh, on, on the railings. Well, I have to say that I think that the best use of of the jumbotron, uh, the dumbotron screen, on the Magic was uh, the night we were one of the nights we were at sea, and they have the deck chairs set up all facing the screen at night. And everybody's up there with their pillows and their blankets and a drink, and we're all watching Pirates of the Caribbean, middle of the night, open air, cool. on deck on the jumbotron screen. Oh, wow. It was fantastic. It was. It really was. I, I really missed that. That's that, so that was, cool. Yeah, some other changes. Uh, something that I missed really on the the, the Disney Magic. There's uh, there's Goofy's Galley, which is a, a little area by the by the kids' pool where you can get wraps and, and really light food. Now, now on the Wonder, it's called Scoops. Just ice cream and fruits and things like that. Uh, well, I really miss Goofy's Galley. You know, late afternoon when I'm not in the mood for chicken fingers or hamburgers, there's nothing really else open. Uh, this, a wrap was a really nice thing that just yeah, hold me up nice. for dinner. They're really so, good too. Yeah, they were good, and I, that, I really miss that. But you know, it's overall the the Wonder was awesome. You know, I, I know I know what the magic was like, but a lot of people in the Wonder. They didn't really know what a Dumbotron screen was. They weren't missing it because they never saw it before. Right. So it, it was it was still an excellent, excellent ship, yeah. you know, before and after. Well, Ricky, let me ask you. You were on a Norwegian cruise uh, just a few months ago, a seven-day Alaskan cruise. Um, obviously, the itinerary is very different, like the stay different, but... Uh, compare the ships. Uh, what do you think, Norwegian well, Cruise Line versus Disney? Well, I mean, they're both luxurious cruises. They're both very nice cruises. But the most obvious uh, comparison is that one is a kid and family cruise, whereas a Norwegian is uh, more of just an adult cruise. Um, but that's the obvious comparison. Uh, another thing is the food. The food, the fast food on the Norwegian was far better than the fast food on the Disney Cruise Line. The Disney Cruise Line's fast food is basically your theme park food. Those burgers, those fries, and those chicken fingers are oh, just. I see. I, I got to tell you, I, I at least on the Magic. I don't know about the Wonder, but I really, I actually liked the fast food on the Magic. Oh, I thought, it, I thought the fast food on the Magic, the burgers, the chicken, uh, the chicken sandwiches. I thought they were really good. I honestly couldn't even finish my burger, and I was hungry. I just did not like it. Wow. I, I just did not like it. But the fast food on the Norwegian, amazing. I liked it, but. The main meals on the Disney Cruise Lines, let's say the breakfast or the dinners, those were amazing, especially the dinners. I loved the dinners at all the restaurants that I had, not just Paulo's, but, you know, the the regular, like, Tritons. The food there was really, really good, good. really good. Well, the Wonders had problems in the past with uh, with its food. I, I know um, I, was on the, I, I was on the Wonder, like, I guess it had to be six, seven years ago. Yeah. And um, was on the phone uh, on there with my uh, with my parents uh, before my father passed away. It was his last cruise that he had done. And my father, um, that man would eat anything. The man would eat Alpo if you put it in front of him. Um, and twice on that cruise, the man had to push a plate of food away from him because he said it was not edible. Ouch! Um, I remember and, that. You know, there were a lot of complaints back in those days about the food, and then. Shortly after that, I believe uh, they brought the head chef out from uh, Disneyland Paris and put him in charge of, of the kitchens on both ships, and that really marked a huge turnaround for the dining rooms on on both ships. And ever since then, I got to tell you, again, I haven't been on the Wonder in a while, so I'll take your word for it. But ever since I, uh, any time I've been on the ships since that happened, since they made those changes to the to the kitchens. 
um, the food's been superb. Mm-hmm. I mean, our last cruise in April, I have to tell you, not one bad meal, not one bad fast food meal, not one bad meal in a restaurant. It was it was superb. It was absolutely superb. Well, out of all of them, um, Animator's Palette continues to be my least favorite. You know, I love the whole ambiance. Oh, uh, you know, great. I'm an artist and stuff like that. I, I end up drawing the whole time I'm yeah. at dinner. But uh, but the food, mm, it's it's always my least favorite. I don't know what it is. It's it, and, and I'm not afraid to say that I order two entrees every single night. You did uh, surf and turf, surf and turf every night. Maybe sometimes turf and turf. Yeah. Uh, or Corey. I don't eat a lot during the day. That's why I, I like to have that late snack, the a Goofy's Galley, the wrap. Um, right. But I also don't do dessert. Uh, I, I know one night I had my appetizer as my dessert, escargot. That's that was the true. second night. I, uh, That's a disgusting that's dessert. That's what I do. Uh, it was delicious. I tried it. It was good. It was good. Yeah. So, so I do. I do the two entrees every night, and and I ordered two at uh, Animator's Palette, and uh, I usually finish it all the way. I just couldn't finish one of them. Halfway, <laughs> I do agree. It wasn't the best meal, but I, I wouldn't say it was it was that bad. But that's just my opinion. Yeah. You know. Now, um, how about Castaway Key? You guys were right, Castaway Key, and wow. they've added uh, they've added, a, uh, or at least the the pirate ship is new. Oh yeah, yeah the, uh, the the night we're at, at Nassau, we didn't get off the ship. We actually watched uh, pirates on the ship. We, we watched the mo- we watched a late night movie about ten thirty. Uh, I wanted to see what the whole ship was going to be about, and thank God I did because I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have known what that ship was if right. I didn't see the movie first. Yes. Right. But it's, I mean, right when you, right when you look at your stateroom, you can see the back, the back side of it, the, yeah. uh, of the ship, and it's, it's something amazing. Yeah, it is. It's it is actually a prop. It's actually the prop from the movie. It's yeah, actually it's, it's the, a prop. What yeah. they used. You can't tell from the front side of it. Once you're walking on Castaway, it looks. It, I mean, it looks like a ship. But you, if so you look surreal. at it from the, from the cruise line, you can see the uh, how it's how it's really a prop. Yeah. And it was my first time at Castaway Cay, and it was just, it, it's so beautiful. It's so amazing. Coming from Nassau, because Nassau, there's really not much to do, really. And then you get to Castaway Cay, and it is just absolutely beautiful. Especially the view looking into the uh, mas- mas- open-air massage cabanas, apparently. <laughs> yeah, I heard something about that. Yeah, Ricky um, Ricky took a lot, of, uh, a lot of great video, actually, and I've been editing it uh, all weekend. And and there were some things I noticed about about Ricky's video. Um, he he seems to have this uh, uh, this penchant, I guess, for filming people getting massages. Um, we you I know like to it, show the services. Okay, well, yeah. Um, it's on, uh, we had uh, on, on at Atlantis on, in Nassau. We had uh, somebody getting a cabana massage there. Someone getting a foot massage there. And I hate feet. And then, um, and then over on Castaway Key, Ricky was walking down the beach on the adult, uh, on the adult side. And, um, for those who haven't done it, um, they have cabanas, open air cabanas set up where you can get couples massages done. Really nice, although having it open air facing the ocean is kind of pointless since you're laying on a massage table face down. Yeah. But, um, so Ricky was just kind of walking and, and, was filming one of these cabanas from a pretty decent distance, um, but uh, was zooming in, and there was somebody getting a massage. Now, and the massage therapist just kind of looked up and sees Ricky filming and is looking at him like, what kind of pervert are you? She did not appreciate it. It's amazing. I just, I just don't know how he didn't get arrested on this cruise, because then he goes in to film at, at the Oceaneers Club, 
and and um, I'm looking at the video he's taking, and it's really good. And then all of a sudden, we're in the boys' bathroom. <laughs> oh, well, and he, I'm like, okay, wait a second. So you've got this, you've got this adult man going into the Oceaneers <laughs> Club filming in the boys' bathroom. What's wrong with this no, picture? Well, well, in Ricky's defense, uh, the, the crew member she actually said, "Ricky, you cannot miss the bathroom." Yeah. And, and I said, "Are you joking?" I said, "You're joking, right?" She said, "No, it's really cute in there. You, you really have to have to get that." I'm like, Ricky, make sure no game. Nobody's in there, please. Yeah. No, there wasn't anybody in there, thank God. I know I wouldn't have video or anything. Well, I really would hope so, yeah. But I walk in there, and I'm like, okay, what's so special about this bathroom? But since she was so determined that I had to video, I, I went ahead and I videoed the bathroom. Oh, no. Well, we've, um, I, I've gone ahead and put together a little montage of, uh, of Ricky's uh, more interesting uh, filming choices. And uh, you can find that... Uh, on the podcast main page at podcast.wdwinfo.com, along with uh, some of the other video that we have ready from uh, from their trip, including uh, some uh, some video from some of the new video from Castaway Key. Uh, we've got some uh, some great video from Nassau and some great video from the Pirates in the Caribbean deck party that took place on the ship. Well, guys, I'm glad you had a a, a good uh, a good cruise, and uh, thanks for uh, thanks for your update. We're going to move on to our uh, our sound off question um, from last week, which was uh, after the uh, terrorist plot in London was uncovered. We asked you how world events affected your travel plans. We got some uh, some great responses again this week. Um, Angel Borsellino in Buenos Aires, Argentina, writes that uh, our first impression when we heard the news was shock, fear, and paralysis. Suddenly, we realized that this is what these people want. I don't want to think that these people, whoever they are or wherever they're from, can make me afraid to travel. I like to think we can beat them, not by fighting them or killing them, but by showing that love, compassion, and good manners can change things. And Disney's a perfect place to prove it. Um, I couldn't agree more with that. Someone using the screen name Dreams Are Made Of from Superior, Michigan, writes, Ever since 9-11, the war, gas prices, security, and the list goes on and on, our travel life has definitely changed. There are no more spontaneous just-because vacations. We now have the one every summer that we eagerly await that has taken detailed planning, saving, and the what-if-something-goes-wrong plan. The silver lining is that my family has been forced to discover many of the local gems and attractions that we would have otherwise overlooked. We've been enlightened by becoming local tourists, living here for over 20 years and saying, boy, we never knew that was here. I guess that's uh, I guess a, a lot of people are probably uh, staying a little closer to home with some of this stuff. And since no discussion on terror, terrorism is complete without hearing from a guy in New Jersey, Rich in Stanton writes, Don't let a bunch of third-world, jealous, brainwashed terrorist pansies ruin your life. Watch your own backs and the backs of your loved ones. I fly to Disney two to three times a year, and nothing is going to take that experience away from me or my family. And again, I think that's a real good sentiment. I agree with that. And I think that that was pretty much uh, most of the responses, is that people are more aware than afraid. Um, and it didn't sound like an awful lot of people were, were really changing their plans. Yeah, Everybody right. just kind of understands this is the environment we live in. So, And thanks to the three of you for your responses, you'll be receiving a $25 Disney gift card in the mail with our thanks. And thanks to everyone who responded this week. We really do appreciate your feedback. And as always, if we do use your uh, response on the show, we will send you a $25 Disney gift certificate as well. And uh, as I was thinking about uh, next week's Sound off question. I was reading about Meg Crofton, uh, the woman who just became the uh, president of uh, Walt Disney World Resort, taking over for Al Weiss. 
and uh, wondered what it must be like uh, to run something the size of, of Walt Disney World. So I figured I'd make that our question this week. If you ran Walt Disney World, what would you do differently? Are there attractions you would bring back or close down? Are there resorts or restaurants you would change or close? We want to know. Send us your feedback to unplugged at wdwinfo.com, or you can select Sound Off from the Diz homepage at wdwinfo.com. And if you have any questions that you'd like our uh, our, our team here to answer for you, uh, you can send us a, an email uh, to unplugged at wdwinfo.com. And that's it for this week. We hope you enjoyed the show. For the Diz Unplugged, I'm Pete Warner.